everybody out there in Music Video Land, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Music Video Land podcast, brought to you by your super good friends, imvdb.com, the internet music video database. It's a podcast where we talk about music videos, new releases, news, uh, Vine accounts, etc. My name is Adam, and with us as usual from Brooklyn, New York, Bushwick to be exact, is the man who always ha- always has a rap lyric fresh in his mind, Mr. Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam. Don't tell your mother. Ooh, that's I have that actually. I have that phrase written down <laughs> in not, my notes. I wouldn't call that a rap the, lyric. The things that made me feel very weird this week. Um, so thank you for that. I'm not sure if it qualifies as a rap lyric, but it is something no, someone not. said. Um. <laughs> And then with us, we're back at full strength. We have, of Fringe Music Fix, uh, north of the wall, Mr. Adam Alexander. Adam, how you doing? I'm great. I'm excited that we've got the uh, the Three Musketeers have reassembled. Can we call ourselves that? That's actually, I've changed the name of the podcast on iTunes to the Three Musketeers. I'm, I'm, I hope you guys are okay with that. I, I'm, I'm really happy. Hopefully it drums up some, you know... Something. More, more listeners. We have a lot of stuff to talk about because there's some Both big, late. Yeah. We have some, uh, you know, lots of music video news. Um, and I think the biggest music video news of all are the 2015 uh, MTV VMA nomination announcements. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Ever heard of the MTV Video Music Awards? I um, have. They were announced this week. I don't know what day they were announced, but they were announced Tuesday. that... Was that? Tuesday. Tuesday, right. Um, they were announced in an interesting way. They were announced, they were, they were attempted to be announced on Beats One Radio on Apple Music. Um, did any of you guys listen to the announcement? Yeah, I was tuned in. No. Did, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've actually spent a few days listening. Like, I put it on at work, um, and I enjoy the Beats One. They have, there's a guy, Zane Lowe, who does really bizarre interviews. I heard his interview with... Uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend Calvin Harris, um, and it's it's one of those interviews where they where like the guy is like saying everything and Calvin Harris is just going yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah just like one word response. What kind of stuff is he? What kind of stuff is Zane Lowe saying? It was it was weird. It was like Calvin Harris's top ten like Calvin Harris songs, and then he was and then Zane Lowe was just listing them and is just like is this your number four? He's like I can't believe this is your number four. This should be number one. This is the best song ever. You know, you really just changed the game up with this song. And Calvin Harris would say, yeah, yeah, I did. And then they would play the song. <laughs> it's a really weird radio station, but it's it's fun sometimes. Adam, do you ever listen to Beats 1? No, I've never heard Beats 1. I, I don't know. That's like, that's new? Is it new? It's on, so it's, so Apple. But it launched with Apple Music? Yeah, it's a, an exclusive mm. Apple Music feature. And basically it's a 24-hour radio station that like. Innovative. Yeah, and yeah. Wait a minute, a twenty-four hour radio station. I've never heard of something like well, that. Well, the, the the neat thing is that it, it's not just like tracks back to back to back. Right. It's like you know they're um, they have different DJs and they will go. It, the, the thing that's kind of neat is based on what time it is, they will go from location to location. So during the time that I'm listening to the in, during the day, it's like L.A. to New York, and then they I think, or maybe they go to London, New York, L.A. Anyway, and they have a DJ at every. City and then I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. I get it. I get it. I've never heard of Beats One, but it makes sense because Apple and Beats. Uh, right. I think that's the one Beats thing that they kind of kept from the the Beats thing. But it, it people, it, it's fun. It you know, turn it on. It's free. You can get a three free month. Three and that's where they, off. and that's where they announced the VMAs. All all sixteen or all fifteen nominee uh, nominee uh, all sixteen categories were. Announced on Beats One. I think so. I they apparently had some technical difficulties. Apparently, mm. there are a few articles about it, but I think it was just it was one of those things where I think like they saw a few tweets and they decided to make an article about it. But that's a new way to announce the VMAs. Um, and if you want to see the full list, you can go to um, the link that we'll put in the show notes, which you can find at imvdb.com/podcast. Uh, but in terms of so, first of all, we should mention that Miley Cyrus is going to be the host this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you what do you anticipate out of that? 
some sh- some sh- some moments we'll be all talking about at the water cooler the next mm, morning. So many water cooler moments. Adam, do you have a water I, I'm cooler? I'm good with it. We uh, yeah, we do have a water cooler. What's because the, what's our, actually there, there's there's some reasoning behind that our water is unsafe to drink. Oh Jesus! What so, so, what, so what's, <laughs> what's the water cooler situation? Can you explain what the what it's like? Do you have the but little triangle triangle cups? Uh, no, we just use like regular old like, like whatever glasses or, or uh, you know refillable water bottles, but it's usually just me at the water cooler talking about Miley Cyrus alone <laughs> to, to myself. It's a good though. This is good. People love you. That could be. I think it's a one man <laughs> play right there. Um, so it is. the nominees came out, and I was surprised. I think. You know, we've always talked about the Video Music Awards. Like, okay, everybody mentions that they're kind of a sham in a way. Um, But, you know, because MTV doesn't really play music videos anymore. But also, they are kind of music videos' biggest night. And even though there are other award shows that have music videos involved, they're always a side kind of thing. And this is, you know, the the biggest um, kind of star power heavy largest event for music videos. Yeah, but definitely the highest profile. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... And and because of that, it's not it's expected because of the level of like because of how high profile it is, it's expected that it's gonna be, you know, a major pop music celebration first. And that's pretty that's pretty anticipated from, you know, at least the voting portion of the nominations, right? Right. Um I guess what I was most surprised about is how many of those videos also ended up in the technical side of things. Yeah, it was pretty... There's not a lot of videos on this list. Usually, so we have a most nominations feature on the site. And if you go to the 2015 MTV uh, VMAs page, you'll see usually the the top video has like four or five nominations, depending on how large the nomination pool is or like how many awards there are. And this one, Bad Blood, leads the pack by two with seven uh, nominations. And then Taylor Swift also has two for Blank Space. She does, yeah. So she has nine nominations altogether. Yeah, like last year we thought it was a big year, big deal when Beyonce had five, uh, had four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyonce has five this year, and she's all, and and Taylor Swift almost has her doubled up. Yeah, and so... Kendrick Kendrick Lamar does have her doubled up because he's in Bad Blood. Plus, he's got four for All Right, and then he's got I think at least one. Maybe two. I think also just the Flying Lotus video is nominated one time for best uh, choreography. Right. We should. We should. I. I think it should win in that category. Um, oh, and it also has best cinematography, so that's nominated twice. So Kendrick Lamar actually has more nominations than Taylor Swift at nine, uh, if you include his feature. Yeah, and so, so we should. You know, we won't read all the nominations, but I think one category we should read is Video of the Year, because that's kind of the, the big one. It's like the, you know, Film of the Year for the Oscars. Um, and these are some interesting picks. Um, 7-Eleven by Beyonce, a video that I couldn't tell you anything about, even though I've seen it several times. Um, Thinking Aloud, Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, um, directed by Emil Nava. Um 7-Eleven was directed by Beyonce. Uh, Bad Blood Remix, I guess it's, it's um, billed as, uh, by Taylor Swift, directed by Joseph Kahn. Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson, directed by Cameron Duddy, who was guested on this podcast. And All Right by Kendrick Lamar, directed by Colin Tilly. And actually, technically, Uptown Funk is co-directed by Bruno Mars. We mm. don't have that credit. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I mean, but he he, yeah, he is credited, and and he's got a best director nomination as well in the VMAs. Right. Yeah. Let's read director director of the year real quick. Uh, Doug, do you have them up? You want to read those? Yeah. Um, uh, director of the year, we've got. Uh, sorry, I do have them up. Um, a best direction, we have "Sober" by Childish Gambino, directed by Hiro Mirai. "Take Me to Church" by Hosier, uh, directed by Brendan Ca- uh, Canty, and. Uh, Con- Connell Connell Thompson. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Uh, All right, directed by uh, by Kendrick Lamar, directed by Colin Tilly. Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson, directed by Cameron Duddy and Bruno Mars, and Bad Blood Remix 
by Taylor Swift, directed by Joseph Kahn. So uh, I'm happy with one of those nominations. <laughs> Which one? Which one are you happy with? Uh, well, I think in general, best direction in 2015 is here or 2014 is here on Mirai. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, I'm a little irked by the like every every professional category has one or two that you're like okay in my mind if I were making these lists up myself I would have put this video here mm-hmm. and then the others not to say that they're bad videos but are videos that would not be on on my personal list for a lot of these professional categories and it, it's frustrating that it seems like the professional categories are are basically being leveraged to just throw more nominations at Taylor Swift. I would, you know, I 100% agree with Cameron Duddy being on the best director list. Um, Well, I I think that that, that is like a very, like, that is probably, you know, that is definitely one of the best pop videos of last year. mm -hmm. And if we're going to, you know, if there is like kind of like a floor to the, the type of music video that can be nominated for VMA, then... You know that Mark, the Mark Ronson video should be considered for. Uh, it, it, it's weird to me though that Cameron Duddy is getting a best. Or, excuse me, that Bruno Mars is a, is a nominee for best direction at the VMAs too. Like that just again feels like something to pad Bruno Mars's stats a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, it's just frustrating that this stuff's being used at not to, like, and that's not a knock on Bad Blood or any of these videos. It. It's just the fact that, like, it's obscene how many times Bad Blood is nominated uh, across the board, just for everything, art direction. Like, I could, I can't even remember the art direction in that video. It just, it's, it's, it's a largely green screen video. Isn't I guess it? what, what bothers me more, maybe more than uh, what you're mentioning, Doug, which is kind of an annoyance, but... I really have an issue with, and this is not something new, but just the timeline of the like the year that they draw these videos in from. Like, there's a lot of videos in here from 2013, as if there were not enough videos in 2014 and 15 to make up five videos that had great direction. Like, Take Me to Church is so old. It's I don't understand why we have to draw that far back for yeah. That, that is that is another point. I don't really get. I don't get what their date range is. They have videos from from 2013 in here, which is strange. Quite a few. And I mean, there's at least five entries that are from 2013. I was shocked to see Riptide in That's here. That's a whole too. It's, it's a so super old, old video. <laughs> I mean, it's a great video. <laughs> it's a great it is video, but it's old. Yeah. yeah. But it's like early 2013. Like that thing didn't just like crack out almost in 2014. It's like <laughs> no. actually legitimately old. Like take, take Me to Church was September 2013. So that's that's a, essentially a, a full two years ago mm. that that video came out. And so um, that is that is strange. I, I was unable to find like a published any anywhere published what the date range that they're selecting from is but it's they go all the way from 2013 all the way up to the where where are you now brewer video um which is which was released like two or three weeks ago it's like they don't even know release dates they just like oh, that seems new we'll nominate <laughs> it <laughs> right. right and i understand that some like the the artist to watch ca- um category is really related to the artist directly and it's almost like they just associate a music video to it for funsies you know they're really talking about the artist and but like Vance Joy was an artist to watch in 2013 also like this is um yeah it is very strange very strange like I I don't understand the logic excuse me um I think one of the most interesting categories this year is best cinematography because you have like such an interesting range of people up against each other um you have like daniel pearl who is sort of the quintessential like i mean he he is the um dp for instance on november rain from (laughs) 1992 which is what like 23 years ago i mean he has been in the music video game for 
as long as anybody, and he's a legendary DP, and he's he was a DP on Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. Um, and then you have you know newer DPs like Larkin Seeple, uh for the Never Catch Me by Flying Lotus video, um, who is an amazing DP. And then other DPs like you know Justin Brown and Chris uh, Probst and Mike Simpson. It's it's a really um, I, I, I like that category a lot. I thought it was. It's a, it is a very interesting category, and there, like I said, there's you know some of the like some of these are you couldn't argue with. Larkin would be on my list too if I was going to make this put this together. Um, but like it is, it is very interesting. I uh, I wonder like I wonder who the people are who make who make these selections. Um, I've never really read anything about how this is made i mean i think it's all kind of like behind the scenes at the mtv machine you know in a way it's, yeah it's, it's probably like executives or you know some kind of like creative director or something it's not like they have an academy though or anything like that you know mm-hmm. most of the other award shows at this level you know who you know who it is and you know who makes up those people and at some point in the show like some dude comes out who's like the president of that thing and he's like eh, Sean Penn came over my house and <laughs> we picked these together but like yeah like for for these it's it, uh, it, it's just like the om- ominous MTV you know gods or whoever I mean it, it's it's interesting because the MTV VMAs either come along at the exact right time or they seem a little bit out of step. I think the Miley Cyrus year, the famous, I think it was the 2013 VMAs when Robin Thicke danced with Miley Cyrus. Like that, like at that time, Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke were two of the most famous, you know, entertainers in the world at that time. Right. Um, and this one, it seems a little. I mean, they've got like, you know, Fetty Wap uh, as artist to watch. When he, you know, he's spent a lot of time on the Billboard Top Ten charts. Um, right. He he seems to be pretty well established at that point. And like Vance Joy, as an artist to watch, seems kind of bizarre to me. Um, yeah, it, it it seems a little like a, a slightly at like un, not really conscious of the act. Like individually, some of these videos, like it's hard to argue with. But it also seems like weird timing at this time around. Like it just seems like it's not. There's not like. I don't know. There doesn't seem to be a ton of momentum behind music videos right now. Like there was at the time, you know, when you were talking about it. And and maybe there really wasn't a point in this year where you could say that. Uh, But like there just doesn't like the ball isn't super rolling right now that that these VMAs are kind of capitalizing on. Uh, And I think we've covered it in previous podcasts, but. I, like I just have a big problem with Bad Blood being held up as sort of a great music video, and I mean seven nominations all across the board is that's a that's a big number, right? For, I mean this is in the Grammys. I mean we have a good amount of categories, but you know we don't have you know that many. Um, I have a problem. I have a problem with Seven Eleven there too. Yeah, Seven to Eleven is such a. I I don't really understand the. It's even more random of an inclusion. It really is, and for five nominations, I really don't understand that. I mean, it's it's a it's a fine music video, but I find it really forgettable. Um, the same with with Bad Blood, where I don't get why people latched on to Seven Eleven so much, mm-hmm. so much. Is it just because it's shot on mobile? Because it, you know, it's not like it's got. It, it, there was a planning apparatus behind it. it it's not as off the cuff as you as it appears to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't get that. But yeah, I, like I agree that, um, I mean, it's not. It, this isn't really a, a like Bad Blood is a is a fine pop video, but um, to like it's gonna be it's gonna get she Taylor Swift's gonna go home with a ton of awards. Mm-hmm. She's gonna win a lot of these. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, we should mention that. I mean, remember last year when, like, around the the week of the VMAs, the VMAs are in August every year. Um, I, I remember that because they always used to come on when I was going back to school. Um, sometimes they would come in, on in September, I think. Like it was always like start of the new school year, and around that time, like mm-hmm. there would be the MTV VMAs. Um, and uh, what was I talking about? You're you're talking about. Um... Hot talkies. 
Oh right, right. Hot Cheetos and hot Takis. No, you you were going to talk about Nicki Minaj and Taylor Swift. Right, right. At the same that that week last year, um, Anaconda and um, Shake It Off came out like like, kind of like back to back, and I think that just like boosted the momentum of the MTV VMAs so much. You had two of, you know, maybe let's not call uh, Anaconda a kind of a visionary video, but uh, Shake It Off certainly was, and certainly changed the way that you know pop culture and music went for the past year so it it kind of has this this pressure on it to do those big things and i think having taylor swift sorry having um miley cyrus as the host is going to heighten that anticipation of doing big things so i think there's a lot of a lot riding riding on this upcoming vmas i think um, having her host is the best choice they made far more interesting than any of these uh or most of these nominations totally yeah because you know, the, you know, we we have seen comedians hosting award shows a million times. You know, they come out and they do like you know like a bit about you know the current you know the people in the audience or whatever, and it's fun, but it's I think it's ultimately pretty boring. So I think doing this is is really interesting, and I'm really excited to watch this year. I, I still think she's going to try to do a monologue and jokes. Really, you think? She, you think Miley Cyrus is going to try to do a monologue and jokes? Well, she's, she a, she she's might. an actress. She's an actress. I feel yeah. like she can remember, remember lines. And I mean, she <laughs> was. It's, it's so ridiculous. Why would she do that? But well, I don't think she'll do? do. I don't think she'll do the stabs at the celebrity celebrities, though. I mean, she's I not going to be Ricky Gervais. No, but <laughs> yeah. I think she's going to do a monologue. I think she'll. Do, I wish she I was going to do, do a Ricky Gervais. That would be amazing. <laughs> Or, or or the Wayans brothers? You guys remember when the Wayans brothers hosted? And they bombed. Uh, yeah, it was. There's been so many bombs, and I'm just kind of tired of the thing. Like, you know, an award show when a comedian does a bit at the beginning, and the coverage could be written by a computer. You know, just put right. out a few variables of how people received it, and you know, you've got your your blog post the next day. Nobody is ever happy with a host. No, ever. nobody's ever ever. I mean, you can go back 20 years, and you can you can count the number of host people have. There's been a consensus on. I remember when um, Anne Hathaway and uh, oh my god, the other well, that guy, was legitimately bad. The other guy hosted the <laughs> the um, Oscars and Franco. people, yeah, James Franco, and people just skewered them to no end. It was terrible, and you know, I feel felt so bad for them because they were just you know, you know what they were like twenty five, kids, yeah, just kids having fun on the Oscars. Um, but, but they were so they were legitimately terrible. But they like they skewered John, yeah. they skewered John Stewart, who at this point is like bulletproof. Yeah, and and like every time he hosted, he he, he it was never really met with like a ton of positive. David Letterman, none of those guys like came through unscathed. Conan hosted the Emmys a bunch of times, and I think did all right. But so um, we'll see we'll see what Miley does. But I'm saying I, I, my money's on she tries to tell a couple of jokes. Tells she's gonna try to do some jokes. All right, I'm gonna be. We're gonna be watching this together, and we might do a live blog. So what's the? Well, we're definitely doing a live blog. But what's the alternative? What else would she do? Uh, you know, like I think she's got to do a Hugh Jackman kind of and do a big opening number, but not like a. I mean, this is a a totally different show. I mean, she is coming off a tour where she has been sort of a tour that has been kind of known for its stagecraft for the past few years. Um. And I think that's like, that's what she's got to do. She's got to do. That's a good call. There's that's oh that. no no I'm not saying she's not going to do that. She's going to do that. Yeah. But if you're ho- but if you're hosting an entire show, yeah, she's got to crack some jokes. She's gonna. She, she can't just go out there. <laughs> what is she going to do? Just like yeah, Molly Cyrus still look at me and just like gyrate around. Like she's got to need to say <laughs> stuff. She's got to. Uh, she's going to say stuff, and and that stuff is either going to be funny or she's just going to say like, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. When you're talking to a large group of people, you're either funny or boring. And That's a good so, point. that's a good point. I haven't thought about <laughs> it that way. I'm very, cause I'm very interested to see what this this turns out like. Yeah, like I think it'll start with a big, like, some kind of musical esque performance. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like they use comedy writers for these shows for the most part. And so, but if MTV, if you're listening, last <laughs> year you had Becky G. And you kind of you, you stuffed her into the, you stuffed her into the intro program, cocking her cover girl crap. Put her in the main show. She's ready. She's had a few pretty solid hits under her belt. 
a couple of drinks. Yeah, yeah, loving so hard and shower. Those are, I mean, shower has 155 million plays on Spotify. Get her out of the intro show. Get her into the main show. She's she she's your girl. She's the host. I I I don't understand why they they they're they're hesitant to take a back to take a like a like a chance on Becky G. The Becky G train. Yeah, as long as it's not about. I don't want to see any of the shit about her about where she grew up in Englewood and Randy's Donuts. I don't want to know bullshit. anything about her makeup. No, I don't want. Yeah, makeup, Randy's Donuts, and Englewood all off the table. Let's see what else you can do, Becky G. Um, so I believe in you. <laughs> so anyway, tune into the VMAs whenever they are. We're gonna live blog them. Yeah, they're, um, ne- they're at the end of the they're at the end of next month. You or... can find out that bullshit online. Yeah, who gives a fuck? You're not uh, coming. To, you're not coming here for dates. <laughs> so should we talk about this uh, this app? This uh, yep. music video app? Yeah, Colin Tilly VMA um, award no- uh, nominee. Man, I could talk about Colin Tilly all night. I think he's. He's he's an interesting director, but anyway, we want, we want to talk about this uh, app called uh, Triller. Triller app. I don't. You can get it for. I don't know if you can get it for Android and all that stuff. I download it from my iPhone. Um, Doug, did you download it and try it out? I haven't, but I really enjoyed your Triller. <laughs> yeah. So I downloaded it and played around with it. Adam, have you tried it? Well, at let's, all? We, let's give a little bit more background though, because you we just did like Colin Tilly an app, and we hadn't connect, haven't connected the dots. Yeah, tell us, but tell us. I mean, this is a brand new app. Yeah, it launched today. Well, today is July twenty third, mm-hmm. and and the Triller app launched today. Um, and according to a press release that I read, uh, Triller is an app that Colin Tilly um, and two app developers, uh, who the app developers work on the chart topping uh, Disney Frozen karaoke app. Hmm. Uh, so they're OGs in the app, <laughs> in the app game, uh, and, Colin, and teamed up with Colin Tilly to make an app where you uh, upload videos from your camera. For, camera. Well, you should explain how the app works. You've used it, but Colin, they worked on it together. I, I don't know. I don't know what Colin Tilly's actual uh, role in this app is. Maybe he's just an investor, or maybe he just is, you know, a. Uh, they just use him for his name. Uh, he could have been maybe a consultant of some point. Yeah, probably a consultant. But yeah. is it? But is it actual? Like, do you in your use of the app have you, would you have seen like where a music video director's consultation would have been bene- beneficial? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure the way the way you use this app. I mean, I've only used it a few times to make a few. You can go to my. We'll we'll post a link to my the video I made with yes. my dogs. Um, so with your dogs in Fetty yeah, these should be just submitted to IMDb. Really, <laughs> yeah, they're, exactly. They're basically official. <laughs> so, Close enough. So what you do is it's it's interesting. You you kind of uh, you you know make a new video. Um, I think you can have three projects on projects on it at a time um, because there must be some licensing things with that. But you you're able to like choose a song, and I don't know where you can pull the songs from. But they had like a selection already there of all the. Stuff that people are that's at the top of the charts right now. So there was like, so oh like, so those were all there. Yeah, those were all there, and it was like you know hey pick. So it wasn't like pulling into my Spotify or my you know my account or anything like that. At least I don't think. Um, but it was like uh, it was all like the top stuff. It was like the weekend uh, can't feel my face and all that stuff. And then so I went down and I, I knew I didn't have to scroll very far for Trap Queen, um, and it was like the fourth song there listed. So you choose that and then. You choose like a, a, I think it's up to twelve seconds of a, of the song, um, so you and you can choose any part of the song you want, um, and there's a little interface to do that. So I just chose like begin, you know, toward the beginning, um, and then you go next, and you can take different takes, and what it does is you you know you you say okay I want to do uh, you know want to do take, and the interesting thing is it doesn't let you record in portrait mode. <laughs> It tells, yeah, you have to do vertical, right? I mean, uh, horizontal. Horizontal, yeah. You have to turn your phone to do horizontal. Um, which but is you, a, can inter, you can interface with the app in in portrait. Just you, not right. You can do all the editing and stuff in portrait, but but you have to film in in horizontal mode. Um, and you take these takes, and it, it's kind of neat because you you know has like a countdown of like three, two, one, and then the, you can hear the song. Um, you can hear that portion of the song you selected, and you film the video. And then if you do, so I did like, I did 
trap queen, and I was just in my living room with my dogs, who are were playing all day outside, and we're, we're kind of just, like, chilling out. So I did two takes of them, you know, one for each dog, Paige and Oliver, um, and then it, like, automatically edited it together. Uh, it just, like, took kind of random interval. I don't know if they're random or what it is. It took random that maybe, So maybe that's where Colin Tilly, uh, like, it, it consultation came in. They, like... Gave Colin Tilly three shots and told him, like, find all the cut points in this song. And he, and he just, like, builds uh, in cut points in the whole song or some shit. I mean, I don't know about that. I think it, 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 there probably was some sort of algorithm that did it. Yeah, it's um, kind of, I'm just but, I, but I think the whole pro, I mean, the process was really, I mean, for a first version of, uh, I mean, you said it came out today. And it says, you know, on the iTunes store, updated July 23rd, 2015. Um, it's really pretty polished. Like, I uploaded it to, um, it uses vid.me for their video hosting. And I updated it, uploaded it, and, uh, and posted it on Twitter within, like, less than a minute. Um, so what it reminds me a lot of is Dub Smash. Do you know what Dub Smash is? I've seen the Dub Smash videos, but I've never used it. Yeah, so I've never used it either. I've taken part in them. Other people have shot. But they're, you know, essentially Dub Smash is a bunch of audio clips that you can then, you know, use to... and Smash. Smash. (laughs) You can then, you know, use that as the audio of your video and you make the video portion of it. But that is pulling just... I think that's not songs. I think you're getting, like meme sounds and television yeah. clips and I've clips used that that's exactly what it is and it's stuff from just, Vine and stuff like that so yeah. that's what Dub Smash is and Dub Smash has a big dubsmash.com uh, you know Chiron or whatever over top of all the videos that are used Dub Smash and Triller has the same thing right it's got a um, overlay yeah it's got uh, yeah something similar yeah and that has to be there um. Wait. What, 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 what kind of overlay? Like a a watermark almost. Like a watermark. Uh, it's got a it's got a little thing that says Triller on it. Um, but right. it's just like a little like yeah, like what you'd see on TV, a little watermark at the corner. Right. The dub smash. That, one is, smash like it's like Comic Sans font. It's like the nastiest. Fucking... The dub smash one is obnoxious. Uh, Shit. It, and it takes up like the whole lower third. Uh, this yeah, the dub. Smash, I mean, the trailer one is a lot smaller. Uh, so dub smash blew up though. Like you, you, you go on Instagram or Vine right now and scroll through for a little bit, and you'll see a bunch of dub smash. So, and and you also will see a bunch of videos that edit in. Uh, these songs, Fetty Wap and, and and whatever songs that you saw there. So this seems like an app that will transfer very well to like it, it, these are tools that people are needing and using on these social media websites. These video ho- like at mobile video social media websites like Instagram and Vine. And so I could see this being used as like a supplemental third party app for those. I don't know if you're gonna. There's no like community that can be built necessarily behind Triller, but it can be used as like a third party app, I think, for for those other hosting sites. I think that it could work. Yeah, one, five, one, five stars. One thing that I didn't use, which is a feature, is uh, stylizing the video with filters. Um, I didn't really get to play around with that that much. Um, but I mean, it was super super easy, um, and it was really smooth. So I think I think people will like it. I will definitely be making some more <laughs> music videos, like at work or whatever, like over the weekend and stuff with this because it's pretty addictive. It's pretty fun. So my one beef is the way it's presented and people saying like, "This is a game changing music video maker." That that's mm, some language. no no. That's the language. Like that's the language. Uh, like the title of the press release. Introducing Triller, a mobile music video app that enables anyone to make celebrity quality music videos. Uh, yeah, Look I how bad really sh- Yeah, I'm really not sure what like why they would say that. I mean, it seems pr- pretty clear that it's one of those things to like make cool stuff. Um to share on your social like Yeah, to like share. share. I mean, it's it's I mean, nobody's going to make like nobody's going to make a full music video with this. I mean, you literally can't. I don't think you can, no. A game-changing music video maker app for iPhone, like that's not what it is. I don't think so. I I was, I mean, it's it, the interface and the way it works. It seems to be designed to like allow you to 
create something as easy easily as possible. Yeah. Um, right. And Which just like right. you know, grab a popular song, like shoot your friends or whatever, and then make it into something you can post on Twitter. I mean, that, that's that seems. But then again, you know, music videos are commercials, so you're kind of making your own little your own Carl's Jr. commercial. Uh, let me read you a quote from David Lieberman, one of the app developers. With Triller, you don't have to be Colin Tilly to make a music video that looks like it was shot by Colin Tilly. Who's the DP that Colin Tilly uses mostly? Um, Rob Witt, I think he uses a lot. And <laughs> Yeah, every time somebody... I, um, I recognized Rob Witt in a South by Southwest line when we were going to see Don Juan. I think I'm freaking out of it. <laughs> I Did actually you say he, he was in front of me and I said, Are you Rob Witt? Um I don't know why I said that. I think I had some evidence. Um And what did he say? Huh. He was like, Yeah, I'm Rob Witt and we, we talked for like five seconds while we were like ushered into the theater. Um but I think I recognized him from Nice. His... Well we have pictures of him on our website. Yeah, I think we yeah, anyway. Um so the app the app truly democratizes what is this word i hate words Democ- democratizes democratizes yeah I, I don't know why it's being sold as that i mean i I've, you know in in some way the the marketing language doesn't really matter it's how people use it um no you're right i'm just but like that's that feels like colin tilly is the first thing the first thing in this press release mm-hmm. and so you know that it's 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 clearly like part of that marketing push um well Colin Tilly cleaned up he got to for Kendrick Lamar's All Right which I think is I I give this video two thumbs up um he has four nominations so well Kendrick that Kendrick Lamar video is great you weren't on the podcast when we talked about that no I was but we did and then um uh for uh Anaconda has one nomination for best female video it's not best hip hop too it is best hip hop, yeah. Okay, sorry. Cool. Uh, no, no problem. But uh, should we mention? Is it worth it? If now that we're talking about Anaconda, that about Nicki Minaj's angry, angry tweets. Uh, I don't know if it's worth it. Okay, it, it happened though, folks. It happened. Taylor Swift apologized today. Yeah, I hate that stuff. I hate everything. Um, and then uh, Katy Perry get, got in on the mix. So. Yeah, Bruno Mars and Bruno Mars and Ed Sheeran did too. Really? Oh wow. Okay. Maybe well, they I'm were gonna... they were just tweeting at each other like sarcastically. <laughs> yeah. Like Bruno Mars was like "fuck you, Ed," and Ed was like Bitch, <laughs> or some shit. Like really? I, they didn't really curse, but they were like just like throwing puns back and forth at uh, each other. That is hilarious. Okay. Yeah. They're doing it. It was funny. Um. So the MTV Music Awards are coming up in August. It is the late July right now. I'm excited for that. But we should also be excited for music videos that are coming out, like right now. Yeah, like they just came out. Like even. just came out. They're like fresh. I think they call them. Uh, what does R. Kelly say? Uh, fresh out the kitchen. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> what are you yeah. laughing at? That. That's, that's... No, that's great. That's great. That's fine. R. Kelly references are always welcome. That's yeah, fine. that's the only, really the only R. Kelly song I know. Besides, so there was a I've taken oh. to listening to as much as as much of Trapped in the Closet is on Spotify. Um, <laughs> Out of order, just on just on random. Yeah, um, because there I don't know I don't know how you can kind of deduce a plot out of that. No. Um, what about uh, Bump and Grind? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard Bump and Grind. Yeah. You know that song, but the, the re- ignition remix I feel like is that's that's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. I think about it. I think about it all the time. I was thinking about it this morning. <laughs> I was I was getting I was leaving for work and I was singing the ignition remix. Yeah. Uh, so hot and yeah, fresh out the kitchen. It is a great song. Um, so where do we start? I think we should start at uh, some familiar faces. Okay. Um, with the gang green driving gloves video featuring oh. action, action Bronson and starring in a way. Maybe, I don't know if he steals the show, but he's definitely an important part. Uh, Dirt Nasty. Right. Dirt Nasty is a big part. And directed by Jason Goldwatch, who is a very early guest on this podcast. Very, I do not know why he agreed to be on our <laughs> podcast. Like, especially, when, especially when he did. It was the film insert podcast at that time. It was like episode yeah. like five. Right. I think we had interviewed like uh, 
couple of cool people. I mean, cool people. We, yeah, we interviewed cool people, but everybody. But well, we weren't cool people. We still we still aren't cool people. But we've uh, uh, Jason. We've, Jason Goldwatch was episode eleven. Tight. And just to give you some con- context, two episodes before that was Hero Mirai. So we had some pretty good tastes. I feel like a lot of this. I don't know if they necessarily ruined an Enterprise car. But I have a feeling they just, like, found an empty road to do this on and just, like, fucked it up. Like, there wasn't a lot of, like, all right, so you're going to write it across the top when you get the marker and do this. It's probably, like, he probably told them to, like, just fuck this car up. Yeah. And and he just knows how to, like, just capture the right moments from that. Yeah, everything that we heard from Jason Goldwatch seems to be... Uh, of the mind of, of kind of not I mean Jason Goldwatch is very established and is a professional but I think mean, his style is is he likes to have that kind of run and gun feeling to it and this video definitely has that yeah well a lot of it, what he's about is you know first building a trust and a relationship with the artist and then you know letting the, like a- allowing that to help him you know gain the freedom to do whatever he kind of wants and then um yeah, he just kind of lets people rip. And, and that, it's the perfect thing for this video. Like, this video is, like, this song is, you know, ha- has the same kind of energy that this video does. It's very appropriate to see them fucking up a car as this song is playing. It really is, yeah. This has some excellent lines, too. I think, uh, I'm, I'm not sure which member of Gang Green it is. It talks about he's going to have a song with Bono. Uh, I think that that's Alchemist. I yeah, it's Alchemist, yeah. And that's the like maybe the first time that I've heard Bono referenced in a rap ever. Like, I just that that kind of that kind of like perked my ears up. I thought that was pretty funny. I, I it was very difficult to not quote this song when <laughs> I was introduced, but I knew I'd catch off guard with Demi Lovato uh, lyric instead. Mm-hmm. But there's so many lyrics to just pull pull from. Uh, I almost just did this whole song. He's like, how you doing, Doug? And then five minutes of me doing <laughs> doing this song. So, Doug, you have you were recently on, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, you kind of tagged along for a shooting of Fuck That's Delicious, which is Action Bronson's, I don't know what kind of show you'd call it, internet uh, food yeah, tasting show? It's an internet food show, yeah, like an internet food appreciation show. Because he's not really like... It's 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 basically uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives, <laughs> but it's but it's Action Bronson instead of Guy Fieri, and it's and it's instead of like the the greatest restaurants ever, it's just wherever Action Bronson wants to go, which yeah. may be the greatest restaurants ever, or it could just be like wherever he passes. So, what was this experience like? To... Well, I was just there for like a, I just went. It was close to my office, and I just went during lunch one day and it, it um what it was on uh, the handball courts on west fourth street in manhattan and action bronson was just there playing handball for hours with 50 pizzas and he just invited anyone he wanted to come and anyone could have pizza anyone could watch him play handball uh tom gould who uh, is a music video director he directed the um uh Easy Rider video, uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, he directed the Easy Rider video. Uh, is also be, uh, the director of a lot of the episodes of Fuck That's Delicious, and he was there uh, shooting some of action playing handball. But there was so much pizza, and there were you know dozens of people there. And when I got there, it had kind of thinned out. Action had already been there for a couple of hours. Uh, I think I got there at like two, and they got there at like eleven. Uh, <laughs> and actually, was just like covered in sweat, playing handball. There were just like blunts everywhere, uh, just from ev- like everyone had them. And there was so much pizza left still. Like people were coming to who were just like walking by, seeing the pizza, and like there were dudes who were just like, "Yo, you want some pizza?" and would just give dudes whole boxes <laughs> of pizza. Just like dudes walking by, they would be like, "What?" and just take the pizza and be gone. So they're just like endless pizza, and it was a very interesting, um, very interesting experience. I have some video. I made a video from it. You did and a slow motion video of Action Bronson playing. Yeah, football. that I made with a different um, app that lets you make video on your iPhone. Um, Action Bronson, Bronson philanthropist. 
he feeds anybody, you know. He feeds whoever's around. And there were some people who were, seemed very hungry mm-hmm. that came for the pizza. And so That's nice, it, yeah. it was for, yeah. And also some people who seemed very high, uh, <laughs> who also need pizza. Um, but uh, I, I wonder, just going quickly back to the Driving Gloves video, do you think they actually, because I don't think, obviously, Dirt Nasty doesn't work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, but... Do you think that they just rented a car and got the insurance and then fucked it up and tried to return it? No. No. Because, I mean, so, they could have, like, they could have, like, smoked a kid or an old lady or some shit. Like, no. Right? That's too quick. Yeah, yeah cause, too quick. Because so, they, they don't... What are you going to say, Adam? I don't know. I don't know what I'm <laughs> Well, what I'm saying, I don't, know, I don't know what Adam's talking about with an old lady either. But, uh... <laughs> no, but, but uh, like, I just, you mean, they just ripped down that laneway. Like, it's insane. Like, anything could happen. They didn't just, like, take... They didn't just take a rental car and rip down a laneway and fucking film it. And bust it up and... What, what, like, I there's guess all a multitude of, of things that could go wrong. Yeah, that, but I guess right? my point is that if, if anybody in the music video and music industry is going to actually do that, it's Gangrene, Action Bronson, and Jason Goldwatch, right? Like, mm. if, if, if anyone's going to make us, like, partially believe that, this, and that's even with Dirt Nasty posing as an Enterprise employee, you still believe the, some of the validity of this. Like, some of the magic is still there. Yeah. Even though it's, it, however impossible it is, like, elements of it is still, are still believable. Yeah, like, p- picture this video as, like, a Taylor Swift video. Like where she's like where she's you know getting the car and then you're like oh my god how many people were involved in this um, right but this it just seems so because of Jason Goldwatch's excellent uh, kind of eye for for this kind of thing the the thing that maybe a missed opportunity I don't know how many rental cars you guys rent but the the whole the whole like process of the rental car which is just so tiresome i oh wish they God. had spent a little bit more time with like where you walk around the car and you know the it, I, for me the you know the car walk around is always the 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 goofiest part of that oh so yeah renting a car is the worst experience because whenever you rent a car you just got off a shitty ass airplane mm-hmm. and you've just been traveling for six hours you've had a sh- lug your bags across an airport mm-hmm. um you know your shoes are off unless you got one of those uh those anyway you're in like a cool i don't know whenever i travel with my uncle he's always got the the pick any car in the line thing I don't oh know. shit yeah it's it's the 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 more you rent a car then i don't really rent it that often so they, they your uncle's it. like a your uncle's got it so good that he's just like no you wait outside adam i'll be right back <laughs> Uh, uh, he pops in for a second, comes out with a set of keys. Yeah, yeah. My 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 uncle and my father are very frequent frequent travelers, so they big shouts to Terry Fairholm. One Terry time. and Don Fairholm, what's up? Um, so let's move. I think we need to move on, or else we're going to run out of time. Yeah. On that note, let's um, talk about some other music videos. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about this cool for the summer video by Demi Lovato. Okay. So, Doug, tell us this line that you that you said at the beginning. Of the <laughs> I, said, I said, "Don't tell your mother." Yeah. Uh, don't tell your mother. Oh, it's a sex, sexy ass motherfucking line. This is this song makes just makes me feel sexy. Can we just can we just talk a second about how sexy this song makes us all feel? Adam, how sexy does this song make you feel? This makes me feel super sexy, like Demi Lovato sexy. Hmm. Yo, you're slurpy over there. What do you got going on? I don't know. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm just I'm relaxing. I'm leaning back. I'm sipping a <laughs> beer, right? And I'm feeling Demi Lovato feeling sexy. sexy. Okay, great. At Fairhome, how sexy does this song make you feel? This kind of made me feel a little self conscious. Oh, because this. <laughs> so this is cool for the summer by Demi Lovato, which I guess is. I don't know. A little late for a summer anthem, Demi. Mm-mm. We had to right on time for me. It's just in time. Um, yeah. Okay, so for just you guys. Getting here in New York City. Um, and it is directed by Hannah Lux Davis, who you know we don't mean to name drop, but she's been on this podcast. Hi, Hannah. Um, and this is a video that I don't I don't exactly know how to describe it. I mean, basically, it's. It's Demi kind of... It's Stevie. That's how you describe it. It's Stevie, it's but, but, but for the actual concept, she's oh. just kind of... It's very colorful. She's just kind of like 
um, mugging at the camera. She's in some sexy outfits, and it's like a big party with a bounce house that they're going to. Um, it's like if uh, um, Friday by Rebecca Black was made into an actual like real music video. This um, is the video. I would go the other way around. This is the video that Rebecca Black thought she was making. Yes. Yeah. I put that poorly. This. That's exactly right. This is the this is the music video that Rebecca Black and all her friends think they're making, but the, but that is not a knock on this video at all no, because Rebecca no. Black like they think they're making a giant pop like a great, awesome pop video and that's what this is. This is an amazing pop video and I I, I kind of love this video a lot. Yeah, it's good. I, I liked it too. It's a solid pop. It's video. ass video, you guys. But it does have some moments that are like the driving in the car on the highway with your friends sitting in the back seat. These are like images that are literally recreated. It, even though this video comes after the Rebecca Black video, this it feels like Rebecca Black is recreating this. And yeah, Demi Lovato is. She's got some sexy outfits. Um, she's got some skimpy stuff going on, but they're going to a party. Mm-hmm. And this is why I say it gives me a little bit of a complex because this is a party full of impossibly cool, sexy people, and yeah. I, and I and I say this because it kind of matters, I think, more than maybe we realize for like people watching this, like the difference between like seeing a party full of impossibly young, sexy, hip people in a bounce house versus seeing like kind of like the quote unquote normal teens that Taylor Swift has dancing at the end of like Shake It Off, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know I don't know if this place exists anywhere maybe it does and I'm just an idiot but it's interesting to see this kind of environment portrayed because you're kind of wondering like why like, like what's the what's the point like if if uh, if this doesn't really exist anywhere like why do we like why do we need to create that fantasy but the fantasy is still still nice you know uh, I will say that this is like it's this it's the whole this place exists in music videos. This is the whole point of certain like certain type of pop music videos um, that you know largely go to make an artist look larger than life and cooler than life. Uh, you you make a world that's that's on par with what you're trying to make this artist, and then you still make the artist look cooler than that right like if you want to make an artist look cooler than the whole world you need to make a world that's already cooler than the whole world and then make the artist cooler than that Mm -hmm. so i think that that's you know that's kind of what it it serves and i think that you know for for a video like this um that's called cool for the summer that's got demi lovato coming down a pair of uh, a flight of stairs with the word cool on her shoes uh (laughs) this is the type of world you need to create if 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 it's if it's not the coolest people around demi lovato and and she's walking around like look how fucking cool i am and it's just a regular people around her it's like she's just like punching down at these people it's like look how fucking cooler i am than these fucking losers <laughs> that i got in my music video like if you don't have lar- like larger than life extras and you're trying to come off as larger than life cuz taylor swift is larger than life she like taylor swift says fuck you and takes her music off spotify and needs to look it is actually massive is bossing around corporations and so she needs to humanize herself in her music videos and her public appearance by putting you know quote unquote normal people dancing in her music video her taylor swift's music videos are are Achieving different goals at Demi Lovato's significantly different. While I was watching this video, I, I was kind of mentally. I mean, is this a career turn for Demi Lovato? Because the last thing that that is sort of the mental marker in my mind is the "Really Don't Care" video by yeah, Demi same. Lovato featuring Cher Lloyd, where she's, you know, if you're, if you can't remember it, it's where she's at the parade, the gay pride parade, I think. Right. Um, and it, it, very much the, like, the message of that video is off of her. And I feel like a lot of the times she is – like she was trying to or maybe succeeded. I'm not sure. Like trying to place herself as somebody who was sort of a cause artist. And this video is so far away from that that I was kind of – it was it seemed like a career turn to me. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. And, and she's kind of taken two career turns, right? Because she was uh, like a Disney – 
person first. Mm -hmm. She came from like Camp Rock and all of those Disney movies. And yeah, I think that, you know, the Really Don't Care video is like represents her like kind of like trying to find a a voice you know you you at, like coming from a disney background you don't really get to like make a a decision on what your songs are about or or what you're singing about or anything like that so like that that represents her like trying to find a voice and this one feels a lot more to me like her trying to find an image and yeah she's definitely shedding the old image a little bit more in this just as uh, selena gomez did in her last single and video they're both I'm trying it. to I've, I've i'm buying in though yeah, but yeah, S- S- I'm buying into it. S- they're, they're selling it. Selena Gomez never spread her ass cheeks. Uh, yeah, but Adam, have you seen the last? Uh, it's pretty close though. The last video for that uh, just came out last month is really sexy by Selena Gomez terms. Do can it for you, me, I think it's called. Can you remind me at what point that part that you just talked about, Adam, comes in the video? Well, just... you don't you don't need to remember that point because if you go to Demi Lovato's Twitter. She tweeted a picture. You you remember that point part in the video, right? Where she's mm-hmm. kind of like, like kind of like it's her walking down a hallway and she's got her hands on her butt and she's oh, okay, screen. yeah. And there's a picture that she tweeted where, where the entire tweet is like it's a link to the video, and it's a picture of her and then it says "cool for the summer" where the O's are her like each O oh, is a butt butts. cheek. Yeah. I wouldn't call that pulling her butt cheeks apart. Uh, she's doing some pulling there. No, uh, she. I would call that gri- grabbing. Okay, some grabbing. Um, Adam, what uh, what video are you talking about with Selena Gomez? It's uh, good for you. It came out uh, in late June, so and it's definitely her sexiest video as well. So they're both kind of shedding the whole Disney persona and and pushing forward uh, how sexy they want to be in their in, in their image. Hmm. So for sure, both pushing the boundaries. Not Miley Cyrus naked on a wrecking ball, but uh, yeah, they're definitely doing some some sexier stuff. I don't. I really don't know what Selena Gomez is doing. I really. I, I love that she's good doing, for you song. It's she's good. doing her. She's doing her. She's living. She's living her life. It's solid. It's got ASAP Rocky on it. That's a good track. I prefer a good for you over uh, cool for the summer. Well, you don't know anything. In terms of sexy Disney singles, I have to say. In terms of sexy Disney singles, huh? Is sexydisneysingles.com available? Because if it's not... Uh, <laughs> Should that be the title of the podcast? I think it is. I've, been, I've, been squ- I've been squatting on that domain for like five, five years now. It makes me feel really gross that you, the words, you use the word squatting and sexy Disney singles in the same sentence. Anyway, At least I didn't say I was pulling apart my butt cheeks. All right, listen, we're... <laughs> We're go- we're going off the highway. Uh, we gotta. Uh, we've reached our pe- our peak of the word sexy on this podcast. So should we should we wrap it up? No, I think we need to talk about Thundercat. <laughs> I think we do. Shut it out. Um, Shut so- it down. We get no more podcast. No, yeah, Thundercat definitely. Uh, so Thundercat. If I think the f- I mean, the first time I like heard of Thundercat is I'm, I'm a little bit probably checked out, but um, is on the Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar album. Um, his well, you remember album. this Tron song music video that Eric Andre directed? It's crazy. There's like litter box shit and like. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Thundercat is he's a he's an um, interesting dude, but he's also a fantastic musician. Bassist, I believe. Yes. Um, primarily. Yeah, um, but yeah, I did the Tron song with the directed by Eric Coleman, and now we have Them Changes, directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada. Um, and Thundercat was kind of like one of like the, if you've read any reviews of um, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, it was like, oh, Thundercat's on this, and he's playing bass on this. So he's kind of, uh, he's a big deal. Um, and this video is was so bizarre and also like so sad. Um, I was not expecting this. Um, so Thundercat, I don't even know how to explain this. He's, well, all right. So it's samurais, right? Yeah, there's, but but they're not in like feudal Japan or anything like that. No, they're, they're in a in garage. Someone's garage, and Thundercat gets his arms chopped off. Well, I don't think that that is that. Is it Thundercat? I don't. I don't know now. I thought it was. Continue. No, I don't. I don't think it is. I, I believe Thundercat's a little younger than that. Thundercat is on the TV, but I don't think the character who loses his arms is Thundercat. I think that's right. a different guy. Oh, okay, maybe I just don't know who Thundercat looks like. 
he's the guy on the TV that right. they that they turn off the, they turn off the TV and they have like similar they they look like they're wearing similar outfits. Um, but know, yeah, every time I think of Thundercat because he's a bass player, I think of Victor Wooten for some reason. Um, if anybody remembers Victor Wooten, um, but okay, yeah, there's yeah. Thundercat yeah, is significantly younger, but anyway, it's kind of sad because you know the, this guy gets his arms chopped off, um, and then he's kind of like sitting watching TV, um, and w- with like no arms, and, and like it's a commercial for a sword, like an infomercial for a sword is on television. Yeah, and just kind of like mo- like mocking his his lack of arms right and, and the way that he lost those arms presu- right presumptuously right um and then he looks over at like a guinea pig and a kid it's it's, it's well like, first uh, his, his wife and his daughter uh-huh. are there and they reluctantly help him turn the television off right like he's just sitting there sad he doesn't say anything he doesn't ask them to turn the television off he like looks at his he just like looks at his wife longingly and he's and, a character full of regret basically right and oh man this this video bummed me out a little bit i don't know <laughs> it's a great video but it was super depressing it is very depressing but it's also got this like weird uh like like slight layer of humor going on kind of like going on throughout it right. and maybe if you don't know thundercats well and know that he's like done a video eric and andre directed and that he that that sense of humor is kind of more muted but it's definitely there the whole time the fact that he looks over at the guinea pig like you mentioned and that's like a big turning point in this video that's uh that like is funny almost like a slightly more serious adult swim tone to it but it's not unlike something you might not see on on an adult swim type thing which and makes it's interesting sense. because like carlos lopez estrada like his videos all have um, you can you can tell like I feel like you, when you watch this video you can feel Carlos's presence, but I also feel like all like he's kind of a chameleon. His videos are all very unique and from one another and very fresh from one another. And uh, but even so, like this still feels a lot like a Carlos Carlos video. And they almost always have a prominent dark humor to them. And the animals he got he uses animals a lot too. Um. This was a weird video. I liked it a lot, though. <laughs> and it's and the ending is weird too, because that's kind of like a um, um the whole video is surreal, but that's a more surreal moment. Um, yeah, he definitely has. I mean, Carlos Lopez Estrada, I think more than any other director I can think of, has a taste for that like surreal element that is not so out of this world, but is like grounded in realism. Like the mm-hmm. the work work video by clipping. Just has you know, there's a grittiness to it that that kind of grounds all that fantasy stuff. Um, that just makes it so much more effective, especially yeah. like the Kangaroo Court video by Capital Cities. Like is is you know on its nose like a completely outrageous story with like people that look like animals, but it still has you know that reality to it. So right, um, and some like sad dark moments, mm-hmm. you know, and so yeah, totally. Carlos is cool. Carlos, if you're listening, send us a send us an Amazon gift card. He's been on. He's been doing a lot of work this year too. This is now his sixth or uh, yeah sixth video from 2015, that's and then he insane. Co- yeah, and then he co-direct. Uh, that's part of the, that. That includes the one he co-directed with Nelson DeCastro. But six videos this year for Carlos. That's awesome. That's and then he did a bunch last year too. He did four last year. Wow. So kind of on a roll. Um, well, you know who else is on a roll? Is that the IMVDB podcast? Well, we are on a roll. Because we recorded like, a whole episode. Two episodes in a row now. That's a roll. That's a roll, yeah. Um, and Adam, you are you are writing for a, an upcoming festival. So we, let's all do plugs now. Adam, what do you get to plug? The upcoming festival? Yeah, it's true. I'm, uh, I'm going to be a, an official blogger for uh, an upcoming emerging arts and music festival in Sudbury, Ontario, which is uh, pretty close to where I live in, in Canada here. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be blogging some coverage of uh, some of the bands that are playing at that festival. I'm also headed to uh, Montreal for Oceaga next week, so I won't be on the podcast. Nice. Oceaga. So that's, uh, who's, that's who's fun, head- too. Who's headlining Oceaga this year? 
Uh, Kendrick's gonna be there, and Action Bronson, and Run the Jewels, and uh, Florence the Machine, and uh, Weezer, I think, Black Keys, lots of big names. Wow, nice. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, Doug, what do you have to, what, you gonna plug anything? You got a blog post coming out soon? Yeah, I do, but I, I kind of would, I'd rather plug the OMG fundraiser. OMG Cameras Everywhere is doing a week-long fundraiser push to uh, fund this year's LA and New York camps. They're trying to raise $10,000 to run those camps in the next week. Uh, so there'll be a link in the show notes um, on how to donate. You can donate. It's tax-deductible tax donation. We'll have kid, do kids' free summer camp for to make music videos. OMGEverywhere.org. They're raising 10K? They're looking to raise 10K for, the, for both camps. Nice. Um, and I'm going to plug uh, imbdb.com. Mm, cool. Yeah. Because that's just... I think that's the right thing for me to do. Slash any, podcast any, or no, just in general. Okay. Any big uh, new developments on the horizon for imvdb.com? Oh, maybe the biggest. I think. Let's let's hear it. And our, oh, we can't we can't. Oh, we can't that. divulge it. Yeah. Can that, we tease it? When you go to imvdb.com slash hug, there's going to be a picture of me and Adam hugging. Right. It's 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 going to be the biggest. So we the biggest challenge so far has been how to get a picture of us hugging. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, stay tuned for that. But but for real, there are some pretty interesting. I mean, because IMVDB, I mean, we it took us so long to get to, um, sort of the technical level that we're at right now, um, in terms of the database and everything is structured and everything works. Um, and we this summer we've sort of taken our first like big step back and looked at okay. What's the next big step? So we're we're on the kind of the precipice of that. So get ready. Look out for big steps. Um, and uh, except for Adam Alexander, who will be enjoying Oshiaga, um, we will see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>